0: Hello and welcome to the den. I am Jen, and today I'm speaking to you from my workplace whilst taking a 10 minute coffee break. I don't do skiving, people. This is literally my only opportunity to record the introduction to this week's podcast, which I recorded a week ago, maybe even over a week ago now. Um, And I've got about five minutes before I need to dash off for a meeting to do this. So, With no further ado, my guest this week is Pippa Crossland, who is the most phenomenal and beautiful vocalist, who's been working professionally in the music industry, uh, I guess, for the last couple of years. And I was really, really keen to know her experience of what is a largely male populated creative environment. Uh, And it turns out we have a lot of experiences in common Including our frustration, our shared frustration about the, I'm putting it in air quotes, not all men rhetoric. So this is what we're going to speak about. But I'm really glad I have the opportunity to record the intro in hindsight of the conversation that we had Because since recording it, I've been really humbled and enriched by some research that I've been doing on the let's call it the male agenda um namely another podcast called the man enough podcast uh which i have to shout out to justin baldini uh, baldoni sorry jamie heath and liz plank who are absolutely wonderful at articulating the issues around masculinity what it means to really be a man and why men at large are struggling um In addition to that, I've taken a deep dive into a book by, if you've been watching my stories, you'll have seen Dr. Warren Farrell, and it's called The Boy Crisis. And that is blowing my mind and breaking my heart. There is so much to delve into, but fundamentally the book explores and provides wide-reaching evidence of um, the reason for rising stats in male violence against women rising statistics of gun violence by male shooters, issues surrounding employment and education for men, and the list goes on and on, and the statistics are mind-blowing. But when you're a woman, as a woman, and you've been the victim of misogyny, uh, you've had a lifetime of bullying at the hands of men, You've been repeatedly overlooked for jobs that you are worthy of, if not more qualified for, in favour of men. You've been physically, sexually and emotionally abused by men. It can be hard to stop and consider why is this happening. Um, And the rhetoric over the decades, historically, has been, what are you doing wrong as a woman? And... It's a relief now to start seeing that change. Um, My personal struggle with the power dynamic between myself and men is ongoing. And I wanna be honest about that. I don't want to hate men. Historically, I haven't. Historically, I've had more male friends than female friends. And I absolutely want to be the best possible guide for my son. But I do recognise a need for change, particularly in the industry that I work in. And I guess this podcast is just a drop in the pond that I'm hoping in time will turn into a waterfall. I'll finish by saying that if you are a man and you're listening to this, please talk to me. Tell me how it is for you. Tell me your opinion. Tell me how this makes you feel. But what I hope also is that this will encourage men who start to recognise the problem and the way in which women are treated, that you have the courage to be the man that you really are and speak up for what is fair and right. Thanks for listening and I really hope you enjoy the episode. We've actually been sat here talking for like, (laughs) it feels really weird now starting the podcast and um, saying hi, welcome, Pivot, to the podcast when we've actually, well, I say we've been sat here talking. I've been sat here talking for over an hour. with the lovely Pippa Crossland who I am um, chuffed to bits is supporting this podcast and has agreed to speak to us um except I'm gonna caveat everything that we talk about with uh, telling you all that I uh, had a double shot um flat white this morning because they'd ran out of semi-skimmed milk at the bakery I don't really like whole, whole milk. And let's just face it, flat white with whole milk is just a latte. And it's not the same. So he said, do you want a double shot? And I went, yeah, okay. And then I've been sat here gibbering for over an hour and then wondering what the hell is wrong with me. Am I just excited? No, no, I've got the caffeine jitters. <laughs> so I've had to take a few <laughs> grounding breaths and uh, I would try and kind of pull, draw myself back and let you do the talking. Um, but nonetheless, I invited you uh, to speak... Uh, Initially I didn't know what arm um, because I feel like we tend to kind of tangent off and get really passionate and have these little kind of like meeting of minds moments and I feel like we have connected and um, I've been really really excited to see how your career is um, taking off. So I will introduce Peppa by telling you a little bit about her and then you can maybe tell everyone a little bit more about you as well Um, so Pippa is a um a vocalist uh she is a session singer um she also writes some amazing original material herself and this year um she has been on tour um with an artist and uh she has been gigging relentlessly and i really admire and respect you and you are I feel like we could have talked about a number of things and then link it into um, our uh, shared interest of the music industry. Thank you for being willing to talk to me. Tell us a bit more about you. So what have you been up to?
1: Yeah, you kind of hit the nail on the head. I um, have been doing a lot of session singing around town, around the Northwest. I sing with a couple of um, function bands. with some lovely people and i also do a lot lot of of, like like, duo trio trio stuff in town town. um just around you know manchester and i'm also a backing vocalist for an artist uh called tim gallagher we went on well we were on two tours at one time um at the beginning of this year which was obviously very intense Mm. um but fun um but yeah and then i'm going on tour with him again in november are oh, you yeah. which is really fun yeah, yeah. Really looking forward to that um and yeah I, I do i write my own stuff i'm booked in at the studio with toby to Yay. record my, oh, my first goodness. ep which is really exciting um very scary but exciting oh, um, Amazing. yeah so i'm just kind of putting my fingers in all the pies at the moment and yeah. <laughs> kind of deciding in this year where i kind of want my career to go but I've just been, yeah, singing a lot in the last year.
0: <laughs> I mean, this isn't the purpose of uh, this podcast and giving people kind of a, a drop or a shout out or whatever, but I guess it couldn't hurt. Um, but if you do look at Pip up on um, on socials, are people allowed to follow you? Uh, yeah, on, please why do. Why are you on TikTok? Because your TikTok's amazing.
1: <laughs> my <laughs> TikTok, I think it's, Vegas, I think it's at Pip. Across Music. Yeah. The same as my Instagram. And who is that like crazy woman who <sighs> oh my God. you duet with? She's this... American singer I think she was on like American Idol or something yeah and she does this like she does these mad challenges and I attempt to copy her. She's like
0: the melisma <laughs> goddess. Oh Isn't my god. She? Yeah, yeah, she, she is, is unreal. She's my dream. What I love about your TikToks is is like and and now as well, and what I love about speaking is you're so chill <laughs> and like got such dry but warm sense of humour <laughs> and it's just really, really engaging like the most recent one. It was like she so she did like this crazy melisma and then you were like, That's not even what did you say you were like that's rude and then but like guys you'll appreciate this when you watch it and then Pippa absolutely smashes it like nails it and then goes as if like she was like well off um you have got an insanely beautiful voice and so talented and i know you're so talented but you've also worked incredibly hard at it so i got in touch with pip and said i would love it if you did a podcast with me i've no idea what it is that I want to talk about I think it could be everything um and then eventually got back to her and said I think I think this is the thing and initially I said um can we talk about men and feminism and then this morning I said actually I think we need to reframe that because there's a problem with two women (laughs) sitting down to talk about men and feminism in that we of course are not men Mm -hmm. and um we are Therefore, not, it's not appropriate for us to, I guess, pass comment on what it is like to be a man and a feminist man. And I guess where I wanted to go with this was um, one of the things that has been riling me <laughs> <laughs> uh, recently uh, is the not all men rhetoric. Yeah. And I've heard it a few times, uh, particularly in the last like six months in a number of different contexts. And I've just felt my blood boil. Yeah. And um, that's even been with men who are who I love and who are close to me. But at the same time, there's been a handful of times where I've had really hopeful conversations with other guys. I guess. <laughs> I guess that I just want to know what the hell is going on. Like, yeah, me too. Um, and, and also as women wanna talk about why the whole not all men rhetoric is damaging. Um but before we get into that on a lighter note, because I always forget, um <laughs> I have prepped um pit for this. Because this is the den, and it is the den because dens are a safe space that as kids we kind of go to to retreat and to hide um, and to invite our mates into. Um, pip can you tell me about um any of your den experiences either yes. long ago or recently and i
1: mean i we did i have two older sisters and we did a lot of like sofa dens okay. but we were also really lucky we had um a lovely like big garden growing up and we overlooked like a big woods um where like loads of people would walk their dogs and stuff like a, just you know a woods and we had this big bush and one day we kind of discovered that you could like climb up and sit on the top of it um and it like literally overlooked the whole like we had a great view of uh, Sheffield where I grew up and like the Peak District and it's um, gorgeous. Yeah, yeah stunning and we like took loads of like <laughs> if I like we took blankets and like snacks and um we like got in like cozy clothes even though we were literally going into the garden and we like all went and like perched on a branch each and just like sat with like blankets blankets and and then like for all the years after that I would just go and like sit in that bush (laughs) which is sounds sad but it was actually a really nice little space wonderful and now I think I mean we like don't really have that area of our garden anymore but there's like a little hole in the top of the bush where like it just stopped growing because yeah we would just sit there and watch the because world. you'd like properly indented that space yeah yeah and there was like a little walkway. to it was, it was like, like quite, quite a big, big bush, bush and there was, and there was, was, like, a was like a little down. like path into it, like into it, and it had all like hollowed out because we just went in there so today
0: Yeah, yeah. I want you to go back to that bush. I think you need. I think you, you need. know. I need to. I need some bush time. <laughs> 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 okay, take that as you will. Yeah, so, um, but that is beautiful. Yeah, it <laughs> was so nice. That. I really love that yeah back to the bush (laughs) um okay so where do we start with all of this though you've been on tour with an artist recently maybe i'll caveat this as well and say that for any guys who know us who are listening as well this is by no means like a direct attack or blame or criticism but a a, just a reflection of what we see around us and also just we want to be as transparent and honest as we possibly can about how it affects us um, as professional women, as women full stop, but as professional creative women. What what was it like being on tour with majority male musicians? You had like one other female yeah. counterpart. Um, yeah. it, I mean, tell me if I'm wrong, but historically the popular music scene is, is masculine, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. yeah, what was that like for you?
1: Definitely like, I was definitely apprehensive about it um, because I knew as well, like I'd kind of been prepped by, People that were saying it's a lot of time that you're just not on stage, like you're just spending with the people that you're on tour with, and I was really lucky that the people in um, our like band, our group, um, were and are so great. Like I get on so well with them. I think there's there is a bit of a certain dynamic, and you know, I don't know if it's. I think also being younger than them also yeah. had like a little effect sometimes mm-hmm. but for the most part like I absolutely love those guys like they're such good friends as well as like colleagues I suppose um yeah
0: they are
1: but yeah I had a great time I mean I th- I sometimes find that it's like the external people they're like the people that you're not directly working with but you know like stage managers and yeah. people like that that don't really know you i think especially as a backing vocalist just see you as really unnecessary and i think being a young female also plays into that um and there was certain people that were kind of in the tour group like we went to dublin and more people came obviously because it was like a bigger trip and mm. There's um, some, it's not always like it's not actually in the event. It's not in the show or in the venue. It's like the the after parts and the, you know, the traveling and where you just hear some comments that I can't stress enough weren't like, you know, the people who I sing with in this group are amazing and Mm -hmm. would never, but just like certain other people that just make comments and you're like, "Why, why have you just said that? Like, and just the way that they act they just don't take any notice of you and I felt at times quite like if I wasn't here no one would really notice or care um and I think a lot of people just like overlooked Overlooked us us as as, because we were were literally literally the only girls on that tour yeah um do you mind me asking what kind of comments there was like one that always really sticks out was um we were like leaving a I think we'd all gone to a bar after Mm. the dublin show and um there was these lovely two women in the bar that had like that had been to the show Mm. and they'd like traveled from really far away to see it and we were having such a nice conversation with them and then one of the guys um who's quite a bit older than me probably like over 10 years older than me yeah Yeah, we were so so we were talking to to these lovely girls, girls um the guy who is the main artist was talking as well and they were having such a lovely conversation and then we kind of decided to leave and a few of the guys stayed and one of the men was like started talking to these women and was you know instantly just had a demeanor of like I think he wanted to flirt a bit and you know oh we're in Dublin you know like lads holiday vibes and was like after he'd spoken to her they like got a picture i think and i don't even know why this guy was there like i, did, I was really confused it's, like he wasn't in the support group like the support band yeah. he wasn't a manager of anything i was just like who are you so and was why just a here? random. yeah okay. but he was just tagging along with the party like yeah. crew, and he like came with us i just was like who are you i don't really understand and he took a photo with her and as we were leaving he said um oh, well, that photo is going straight where it belongs in the wank bank. Oh, my God. And I was like, oh, my God. I, I i was just like, why have you just said that? And, like, yeah, I just instantly felt like, oh, I really don't want to be around you. And I know he's quite prevalent in the music scene in Manchester.
0: So <gasps> yeah. I was like,
1: oh, how gross. Like,
0: yeah, that's So hang on. So this is a random, but they're... Music industry, yeah, definitely. Music industry, and did anyone respond to
1: that? We, as the women, were just like, ew, yeah, and just like kind of avoided and left him because we were going home anyway. But as far as I know, the men who were stood with him just were like, oh, ha ha ha, oh, so no one said anything. Problem. I know, oh, I'm so sorry, yeah, I'm so <laughs> but sorry. just like so many comments like that. And I was like, you're, no offense, but you're not even like part of this. Yeah. Entourage, like you're just kind of tagging along for the experience. I think I'm not really sure. It was really weird.
0: Would that have happened if if it was like one of the crew? Like, I mean, obviously, in no <laughs> in no way, shape, or form is that kind of comment okay. And I guess that's what I want to get at is like, basically, why is this still existing? Yeah. Why why do, does it still happen? For a start, yeah. but then more than that, like bigger than that, is why is it not called out yeah. by other men? Yeah. But then also, why are we like so okay. afraid? Because I am well what would you have wanted i want i I mean i was who are you trying to impress
1: with that comment like i I don't know i i just was so angry and i felt like we're the only two young girls on this tour Mm -hmm. and i was because that was the first night night of tour and i didn't i was unsure as to whether he was going to be on the rest of the tour around Mm -hmm. uh which he wasn't which was obviously fantastic but i did i was worried about saying something and then someone coming to me and saying oh you know you've made him feel like uncomfortable <gasps> that was my instant yeah because i was aware that he's kind of a music industry person in manchester and that at the time i was kind of trying to push my way into the scene in town mm-hmm. and i was unsure as to like whether he was quite high up and and like unfortunately my mind just went to well i don't want to you want to piss, piss him off if yeah. he's gonna you know be around all the time yeah. But on reflection, obviously knowing that he wasn't, I wish I'd just been like, "You're gross. Yeah. Like that's not cool at all." I don't know what I would have said. I would probably just would have sworn a lot.
0: This is what I wanted to know. I guess is like, is, is whether this stuff, yeah, still happens, and whether there is pressure for women to let shit like that slide yeah. because we're trying to succeed, yeah. because we're trying to get jobs, and. Your reputation within the music industry spreads like wildfire. That is one that I um, learned really quickly when I was really active in it. I was the only female within, like, as a session musician, and I was the only session musician um, within a small pop band. And my time with them ended actually on a tour bus, which they decided for budget reasons to share with their support band who they were mates with. Mm-hmm. As it happened, the guys who I was playing for their, I think their album or their single at the time, I can't remember, went into like the top 10. The same In the same week, the support band got dropped by EMI. So basically for them, it was like a misery tour and uh, the dynamic was just fucked. And, uh, and they all shared a tour bus. So it was me and 15 guys, so including like the crew. And it didn't even occur to me till now that like, it wasn't okay to assume that I would be all right, like being a minority in that situation. And I was witness to some really hideous stuff on that tour bus. As, as being the only female with that band who were doing really well at the time, Like my reputation would spread like wildfire, both in a good way or a negative way. So I had to be really careful about how I behave. I was a young single, 22, 23 at the time. I think I I had a really big crush on a drummer in a band that we supported and because I shared that with the band I then got a reputation for oh she's really into drummers and then I think they shared that with all the people we went on tour with and before I knew it countless people who I was interacting with who would also come into contact with the band would tease me and go like I hear you've got a thing for drummers or I hear you only go out with drummers and And it really upset me because I think even at one stage it was, oh, I hear you sleep around with drummers. And I was like, oh my gosh, in no way, shape or form is that true. Do you feel the pressure basically as a woman in the music industry to make an impression and please in order to succeed at what you do? Yeah,
1: I feel like in all the areas where I work, I, I don't know whether, I don't know why I've got this feeling, but like I always feel like I have to be, really enthusiastic, really approachable, which obviously is important to be approachable and stuff. But I feel like I have to have my shit together at all times. And sometimes as a woman, I feel like I am responsible for keeping all the men in, in check, like on that tour, a lot, there was kind of situation between two of the people in our band and I found that me and the other woman were really, like, keeping it afloat and basically communicating with each other for them. And sometimes I feel like I, as a woman, have to keep the drama down. I don't know, like, just be the one who's, like, calm and collected and organised and the one that people can come and, like, communicate with. Yeah. When actually, like, most of the time it's not even my place to do that
0: I just that that's making me think about the podcast that I was listening to this morning which the, it's called the man enough podcast but I was listening to the one with Gavin DeGraw they they asked him do you feel a, resp- a responsibility to represent what men can be and how we champion humanity um, and the podcast is all about flipping on its head like the societal and cultural perspective of what what a man is and what men can be and I guess directly working against toxic masculinity and and the the two guys who speak on the podcast are amazing and I loved how they phrased that question but it strikes me that that you and your female colleague took the responsibility to champion humanity in that in situation and that that it automatically does seem to fall on women. Why is that expectation of us? Or, or is there an expectation of us? Yeah,
1: or- I think we automatically stepped into it. But I think another part of it was that it was so frustrating to watch two men try and communicate with each other. Like they were fucking hopeless at it. <laughs> and they just were saying things to us like separately. I mean, you're like, if you just said this to each other, then yeah. this would all be fine. But we're having to break it down for you and basically mm. tell you how to sort this out. And it's very fucking annoying. Yeah, yeah.
0: Do you think that is like a, a, a male thing? Do you think that is something that men struggle with in terms yeah. of talking to one another? Or do you think that it's a, even an industry thing, actually. So mm. I I certainly found that there was almost this like ch- um, childish playground bitchy kind of yeah. I- culture going on yeah just be really bitchy about Mm. one another and um yeah nothing was resolved in in a kind of like measured adult healthy manner yeah
1: Yeah, I mean I I grew up like with two sisters and a half sister really really close to my mum I didn't really see my granddad's I was just my granny and I went to an all-girls school like I was very much surrounded by women all the time and so I feel like I understand women so well and Like, I mean, even in old girls school, there was girls that couldn't communicate and it was very frustrating to watch, but I just sometimes don't understand how men's brains work.
0: So uh, it's interesting, so you guys kind of stepped into that role, correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounds as though almost like, yeah, to keep things going Mm -hmm. because you had to, because if you didn't, then the whole thing would go to shit and that would impact everyone's experience of the tour and then everyone's productivity and everyone's professionalism Mm -hmm. then. I can imagine some guys getting really riled about this and going like, oh, it's not fair to say like that girls are just naturally better at this and boys are... Yeah. And I want to I home in on that as well because it is like a problematic discourse and I think assumption made about the differences between men and women. And I feel that especially because I have a son, but I have a son and a daughter and I don't want him to grow up with this like stereotype on him that boys are just shit at communicating. Yeah. I wonder if it's like a mothering thing as well that oh god and it gets deep now doesn't it the boys have never kind of learnt so from being kind of attached to their mother is it possible that there's been like a generation or generations of men who have just been dependent on their mothers to kind of to do and to communicate and to enable and you know, from the domestic kind of practical things all the way through to kind of the the more like complex emotional things. And of course the mother, and I know it being one, happily steps into that role because actually there is no greater feeling than like serving your children. And, but it then disenables them that they then go out into the adult world, assuming that all the women surrounding them will continue to step into that role for them am I onto something here or like am I just talking shit no I think
1: I agree like I think stereotypically the mum my mum was definitely like this would like sort all the things growing up like Mm. she'd do all the school forms and like she'd take us to the doctor and the dentist and she would do all of those things while my dad was at work Mm. so I do think especially if like you have sons Mm. if they see that then maybe they just automatically assume yeah oh well the The woman does it so
0: then it comes into like how do we change that and how do we call it out and then I don't know about you but where I get angry is is like again responsibility on us to be the ones to to call out I guess that brings me nicely on to like our experiences of the men in our world who have used the term yeah but it's not all of us and I know that there'll be some guys listening to this feeling that Mm -hmm. and feel like we're slamming or you know being bra burning men haters or whatever and that's not the case we need to have permission both men and women to talk just say exactly how it makes us feel but apparently not all men are like this Mm. so not all men are unable to communicate yeah what would you add to that list
1: not all men like emotionally incapable okay not all men are violent not all men are sexually inappropriate with women
0: yeah not all men are disrespectful of women yeah not all men treat
1: women unequally than how they treat men
0: um not, not all men, men believe, believe that women, women should, should only take up certain up roles, roles yeah in life yeah okay guys so here's the challenge Pippa and I are acknowledging that yeah okay not all men are like that and do you know men who are not all of those Uh, things yeah but that's not the point because actually what we need the not all men (laughs) group to do is to advocate um and to represent what men really can be so if you are not like all of these men then what are you and what are you doing to protect us from these situations now pepper and i have like shared let's just let's just call it as it is so At the hands of other men, I have been discriminated against. I have been sexually abused. I have been put down. I have been demanded of. I have been held back. I have been emotionally abused. I've been mentally abused. I have been overlooked, even though I was uh, more qualified than another man. The list goes on. Mm -hmm. And because of that, so this isn't just me, in fact, you do the same, actually. So, like, at the hands of men. All of the above, like, overlooked,
1: patronised. I feel patronised so frequently. Constantly. And just, yeah, emotionally, physically, like, sexually abused, taken advantage of, Mm -hmm. expected so much of and yeah just basically echoing everything that... talked
0: down to yeah like belittled I mean I think on the like patronized belittled talked down to tiptoed around mm. like I feel that happens on a daily basis mm-hmm. so I guess what I'm saying to the not all men group out there is but it's probably the majority of like yeah um, yeah 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 and this is why it's so important. That it's why feminism is so important and why the, okay, yeah, it's not all of you guys, but what are you doing to change this yeah. for us? Because it's certainly not you who's experiencing all of those things. Mm. Certainly not you whose careers are at threats constantly. Mm-hmm. Like looking forward into the, like the music industry and your experience of it so far, how do you feel like as a woman going into that, knowing you're a minority? I feel like, completely daunted by it and even
1: it's funny because i was thinking about this earlier like subconsciously i feel like i need to have a like a team with me especially with original music my producer is a man Mm -hmm. and i feel like i need to have him like back me on everything that i do his role is producer but i feel like he will take on a lot more than that just because Mm. i feel like i need a male counterpart to like yeah. help me and I shouldn't feel like that mm. but I feel like very lonely if not going into this thing like original music which is so weird because as a session singer I I feel so confident with what I do and I don't feel like I need anybody there to support me in that but in terms of original music I feel like I need a kind of companion there mm. so that I'm not doing it on my own and I feel like that I just assume that that's going to be a man. That's which is interesting. Really
0: it was mind blowing for me, not having had any kind of preparation for the music industry to, to have to navigate that plane of like, these are people who I work with, they're my colleagues, but also I'm with them like the majority of the time. And I need to have personal relationships mm. with them as well, and we get to see each other in all these intimate scenarios that I wouldn't really choose to. Mm. So the, the the blur and the crossover is it's like, so yeah, it's I so totally mind blowing. It's a real emotional. Yeah. It comes back to like what I was saying about the fact
1: that on tour you actually spend probably like five percent of your time on stage, yeah, actually working with working them. together. I remember there was one day on our. Um, separate tour that wasn't actually the artist tour it was like we were supporting on this other thing and we spent like like two days just in the dressing room because they was just really disorganized and didn't call us for sound check or rehearsals or anything Mm -hmm. and we it was like being in the big brother house like we didn't know if, if we could leave because we didn't know whether we'd be called so we had to be there and we just spent so much time with each other and i feel like it was an actual real bonding thing like we were doing the wordle, we were doing like mm-hmm. loodle, which is like the rude wordle. We like doing all these <laughs> things know, together. Never come across Which, that. like, on your own is so <laughs> mindless, but like together, it was like a complete bonding activity. Yeah. And now they're like such good friends of mine. But if they'd been people that had been questionable on, like that guy on the Dublin tour,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I would have, it would have been horrific. So I was really lucky that they were yeah. all such good friends. And so
0: then it does like even more begs the question of like what are these what are these guys they doing for us like coming back to your original artist project and the community that you build around you is is going to be really important and i was trying to imagine um what that would be like if they were all women if all of those roles were occupied by women now if that were me I probably wouldn't like that, actually, like as much as like I love women more than I ever have in my life. And like I'm so even said to my little girl this morning, I was like, we are so lucky to be women because we are so strong. Like I think we're so innately strong and um, that the fact that men are struggling and suffering results in this for you and I. So results in unsafe environments and results in men who we do love and admire, but are still incapable of standing up for us and protecting us and advocating for us. Most of the time, nowadays, I get really angry about it. And like my blood boils on a daily basis. And then when I read things like this and I start to dig into the research and ask the question why, I then get really sad. And I think about the son that I'm raising and what he's up against. But then the irony that like we step out stronger, more capable and like all these like positive characteristics and attributes, and then we get slammed by like the dominant male culture. Mm. If that was, if you had a team of all women around you, how would you feel?
1: I mean, I'm really used to being, like I said, surrounded by all women. So I don't think I would, I think I would find that fairly. Would you feel safer? Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know whether I'd feel safer because having had the experience of being surrounded by a group of musicians who are predominantly male and i did feel really safe and i felt supported and i felt like i could confide in them as much as they could confide in me and i think having the mix was nice but i think if it was all female i would feel just as supported and
0: i've been doing a lot of like entrenching myself in kind of like the fundamentals of the music industry recently and um, and everyone I've spoken to bar one is a man, and they've all been absolutely wicked. And there's been a couple of them actually who specifically, without me kind of even pushing it, have brought up the kind of the gender inequality uh, agenda, which is amazing. Um, and again, it gives me hope that there are men out there who recognise that this is a problem and are, who are ready to stand up for us. But yeah, I, I guess you're like you're within that. You're you're gonna need men to stand up for you stand up for you and stand up in the service of you as well that's the question like not all men it's like are you are you prepared to do that and like what does that look like
1: I think men are taken more seriously with like n- knowledge yeah. of things. Like sometimes when I go to gigs, I feel like people expect me to just, me to just sit, by, sit by the side where well everyone like sets up and stuff, and stuff, and asks the and like technical stuff. questions. And I feel like if I say if I was doing an original gig, I feel like if there was someone there that needed to know all the information, they would automatically look for a male representative of yeah. me to get all the information from and people would expect a female like not to have that information and not to know exactly what I need on the stage you know what I mean like yeah yeah sometimes I
0: just think that they so don't just, just assume that you wouldn't assume, know yeah assume yeah. that like oh well um someone else will set that up for her in in the vein of outing this stuff you and I could talk for ages about why this is and the problem itself and what we can do to change it which I would really like to but um let's let's give more examples of basically how shit this is so let's do like a kind of a quick vibe let's start with times in which you felt belittled or patronized by a man okay so having
1: to front a band i'm saying in inverted commas um i usually usually in the setup that i do it's a male and a female but i think there was one time where it was just me Mm -hmm. And I had to have the conversation with a man beforehand where he was like, you need to make sure that you do this and that and this and that because there's not a man to do it for you.
0: Did they oh, actually gosh. use those words?
1: Around those, yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, there's, you're on that stage on your own, you need to make sure you front it because you've not had to do this before because there's always been a man to do to do it. Mm-hmm. A lot of the time I feel like when I'm performing with a man, they will just take that responsibility of being the front man, mm-hmm. leading everything. And also some also most of the time at this re really random but they'll have like a guitar and I'll just be stood there with no instrument. And so I automatically feel like i'm not as important as them because you don't have a tool because i don't have something in my hands (laughs) apart from
0: a microphone um do you think you'd be taken more seriously as an instrumentalist as a yeah Uh, oh yeah i've always felt tell me more about that
1: i've always felt really on the back foot with the fact that i people automatically don't take you as seriously if you haven't got that skill
0: man that sucks
1: i've always felt like that
0: yeah
1: it's always been one of my major like i really need to get a guitar and I wonder if
0: it's like a respect thing it's almost like sorry to interrupt you but I come th- thinking because I refer to it as a tool mm-hmm. and I wonder if it's like it goes back to like primal, primal kind of indoctrination of the man who must be able to use tools to perfect to protect and provide for the family yeah. and to you know man must build and yeah and then you obviously the more within the music industry like I guess tools are our instruments and our kits and electric maybe there's like a heightened respect for women because they have learned to use tools. Mm-hmm. I th- I'm sure I've gone through phases like, in my life where I went to great lengths to show that I could, um, I was capable of like hammering a nail. I, I literally tried to, to demonstrate my physical strength to a man to show that I was I was fit to be in the boys club. Yeah. Because I did, I, like, I grew up desperately wanting to be mates with boys and it wasn't anything about wanting to get them to me fancy too. me. Yeah. I just... In fact, right now i'm wondering like what was that about
1: yeah that's so weird because i had exactly the same thing like obviously until i was 16 it was so difficult for me to be friends with a boy because there were none in my school yeah and then i went to literally yeah there <laughs> Literally, was no around. Around. i had no choice mm-hmm. um and then i went to sixth form where it was mixed and i was almost like okay i need to make friends with <laughs> some boys because then Mm -hmm. I'm like normal and then I understand them and stuff Mm -hmm. and I actually did find it much easier to be friends with boys for ages and I was in a predominantly male like friendship group but then I like now I'm older I look back and I think why was it so important for me to I felt the more like validated like if a a boy at, at sixth form laughed at my joke I'd be like wow I really nailed it with that one yeah I think sometimes and I don't know why but especially with male musicians I care more about their respect than yeah, a, a female musician's respect, but yeah. I feel like there's a mutual respect between females. Like I think I would.
0: It's automatically a given.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think I'm really overly trusting of women.
0: Yeah. Because
1: I've had such strong women around me all my but we life. We don't have
0: to work for it, do we? No,
1: and I just think if I'm in a situation where I'm gigging with females and males, I'll automatically assume that there's like a common ground between the women and mm. that I don't have to work for their. I don't have to work to impress them or respect, uh, gain their respect or stuff. Mm. But like, if there's, um, when there's men, I feel like, oh, I, I really want them to respect me and take me seriously.
0: And what kind of things do you find yourself doing in order to try and enable that? Being like
1: efficient and, and making sure that, uh, I hate saying this as a singer, but making sure that I'm like impressive. Mm. Cause I think some people I I don't know I think there's a real expectation especially for a female singer to be like wow
0: yeah especially at like a
1: a function where you're singing like all the big ones yeah um but also just like I remember when I started this is so small but like using in-ear monitors uh, instead of wedges and I was so nervous because I was like if I don't know what I'm asking for I'm scared that I'm gonna look like a fool yeah like if I don't know like if I say um You know can i have more of them in my ears and and sometimes you get some looks like why do you want more of the guitar like why why do you want more of the kick drum like you obviously don't know what you're talking about
0: because those are my preferences yeah i want to hear
1: it um but yeah just little things like that i just find myself you know offering oh do you need any help with which is a nice i always offer to help but like i do it so that they respect me more mm-hmm. because I can show them that I know what I'm doing in terms of setup and stuff. Do You
0: lug gear. Oh yeah. Yeah. I thought I had a really big thing about lugging gear. And um often on tour would be told like, oh it's all right, love, you just go and sit down. Mm. I'm like, no, no, no. And I made like, and honest I struggled. Yeah. There were some things like I physically did struggle with, but I like, I pushed myself to be able to do mm. it and to be strong enough. I had I had a thing of um like I felt like i'd be respected more if i was more physically attractive
1: mm. oh my god don't even get me started on that i i, I hate that the, the thought That's of a different podcast isn't it yeah the thought of having to wear a certain outfit oh well, uh, yeah, no, yeah i could go on about that for.
0: Days. but now i get afraid so it's interesting now like how the dynamic has shifted so i'm nearly 39 and um the age thing as well like when you said like i feel like i'm treated differently because i'm young that makes me so angry but i feel that i think people assume within my kind of professional remit that i'm younger than mm. i am which is you know it's lovely and <laughs> um, that um, that i look younger than i am but i i actually hate it um because yeah because i feel like i'm taken less seriously yeah. for being perceived as being younger um but on the flip side I feel that as a woman who is aging and is now a mother and also I'm not as active in the industry and I was thinking on this actually in listening to this podcast with Gavin McGraw and, and he makes a comment about um it is known within the popular music industry that um it is all about the young faces mm. like people are invested in young talent and young voices and young faces and young bands and you don't, you don't enter, enter the industry basically as someone After a certain age, yeah, and um, and and then even more so taking a break and then going back, and it it just hit me actually for the first time that the reality is is that I will really struggle to get like to get gigs or BV gigs or like go out even as like a solo singer pianist, which is what I was doing before I had the kids, yeah and i'm i've made peace with that already actually because i was like i'm i'm interested and passionate about i've got different dreams mm. um but then i was like what if like that what what if that was my be all and end all what if like i hadn't fallen in love with academia and education and research and all the rest yeah. of it and actually i my whole world and my whole career kind of trajectory was still about being a vocalist and I'm no longer a young face and I'm known like, and if people knew that, like, oh my God, I was 39. Not only that, I'm a mother. I'm dead. Yeah. I'm basically dead yeah. in the music industry. Well, it's like,
1: I saw something on Twitter the other day that was like, can anyone believe that on X Factor, there was a girls category, boys category oh God, yeah. and over 25s. And, over and, 25. And as, a, as a child, I was like, they're old, like they've not got a chance. No one of yeah. the overs is gonna win. Yeah, like they—they they really like honing on. Like this singer is a mother. They're like, yeah. you know, they—they've got kids back at home. Like what she's 25? sacrificed so much to be here, and like, and now I'm like 21, and I'm like, God, I've got, Jesus, to have, I've you've got, got four years until you're a, in the Jerry. Got to and... hurry up with the whole original <laughs>
0: music thing. Bringing me back to okay, other uh, examples of times you've been belittled or patronized.
1: Um, well, anything that springs to mind. Yeah, on that point, I did a gig not so long ago, and. Everybody was setting up and I was offering to help, you know, like I always do. And someone was just like, oh, you just standing and looking pretty while everyone, you know, all you've got is a microphone to set up. It's not hard to lift a bloody amp, is it? Yeah, like right. but as a singer as well, I think it's different because people are just, oh, you chose the easy one. You just have to set up a mic. Like
0: actually, if I wasn't here, mm-hmm.
1: you wouldn't have a band.
0: Uh, any examples of recent or past of feeling like you've had to tiptoe around men um like as in you couldn't fully be yourself
1: yeah I think definitely on tour again when you're surrounded by people all the time I feel like you d- I feel like a lot of the time I didn't want to get in the way and I didn't want to say the wrong thing and I have I feel like I'm naturally quite outgoing and I talk a lot and I like make my I like to make my presence quite known (laughs) and in some situations I play (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) um and in certain situations I remember being like no I just need to sit back which is not I don't necessarily think that's a female thing I think that's just a me thing but I have always seen myself as and this is really sounds really sad but as a little bit of doormat and i think people feel like they can walk all over me because i won't say anything and i'm i'm i really really do not like conflict that is like the source of my anxiety i i cannot bear it and anything i can do to avoid it i will do mm-hmm. um kind of like the situation in dublin like i just don't want the the confrontation I, it makes me so stressed so i think people feel like they can tell me what to do and guide me and like basically just put me where they want me and I'll, and I'll just do it and it's one of my massive goals is to basically stand up to people like that because i think i get used a little bit
0: oh love i hear you um i mean what i hear and what from like from what i know of you as well like it makes me sad to to see you perceiving that and feeling like that's like a like a doormat mentality Mm -hmm. when actually like it sounds like a deeply human thing to you know to be anti-confrontational and against conflict and stuff because it sets your nervous system on edge which I think it does anyone um but I think certain people have learned to play into that and then become addicted to the drama um actually it's just your ability to to trust people and also to just to go with it and want to just be and so I'll give a recent example of uh having felt belittled and patronized and also tiptoeing around men I uh, just in coming back into the new term and stuff there's a lot of like staff conferences and staff days and um uh, and we tend to kind of like get to the end of the day and everyone goes to the pub and um in one particular uh, day uh, someone rallied and said let's all go to the pub and sadly not many did and it was basically just me and, and three guys and three male colleagues and just very quickly and, and um, I like them all generally would say like I feel really comfortable with them and there was something about just the way in which they were talking to one another and the topics of conversation and and actually a few things that were said as well that i just quickly became really uncomfortable with and also could see and also felt like they were speaking to me differently. And because we weren't in a professional context anymore, they were no longer speaking to me as Jen the professional. It was almost like they just separated and gone, we're speaking to Jen the girl or Jen the woman. And I didn't know what I had to contribute basically in that. And I felt really out of place. Um And I found myself rabbiting about the one topic that I have got to talk about, which is children. (laughs) I I think like in a nervous energy kind of went, Oh my God, what have I got in common? And like, there's two other parents here. Let's talk about kids. So kind of rabbited on about kids for a minute. And then I, I do this with guys as well. Like I get very like comedic and start Uh, joke cracking, joke cracking, joke cracking. It's really important to me that I think that they find me funny. Mm -hmm. It was just awkward. I was just awkward and I felt really uncomfortable. And, um, and then I sensed very quickly that I was too much um, because quite frankly, a couple of them were being quite rude, um, just like not taking me on and shutting me down a bit and um, not engaging with me. So I did the flip, like you said, of like, make myself less. Yeah. So just shh, Jen, like Sex. be quiet. And I tiptoed mm-hmm. um, around their male conversation and let them just do their lad thing. Yeah. And, um, and then, very quickly one of them said like gotta go now and then the other two were like yeah yeah me too and literally, they all just literally stood up and walked out and I hadn't got my things together and I hadn't finished my drink and they just like didn't even say bye just walked out as a group and left me in the pub and then I just like sadly kind of like walked back to my car on my own and then passed one of them like in the car and he warmly kind of like waved goodbye and everything and I I wanted to share that story like because that was there. quite recently yeah of just yeah I've feeling like uh, I needed to lessen myself in order to be acceptable within that scenario. We were only there for flipping like forty five minutes to an hour, and I feel like if I told this story directly to them, the reaction would be, "Oh God, Jen, you're so sensitive." Yeah. Or I didn't feel any of that I'm at all. That. Yeah, you've re- like massively blown that all out, mm. or like what's wrong with us talking about this or whatever or we were only having a joke Um, I mean I can't even like I can't share the jokes because like yeah and then then I also guess like I wanted to tell the story because I was ashamed of myself I think I felt gutted and sad that I didn't call them out I wanted to make sure that we've outed as much as we possibly can (laughs) um before I draw anything to a close because yeah and my I guess where I'm getting to with this and um, the final question is, what do we need? Like, what do we need from the men around us who are on board with, who do recognise that this is a problem, and do recognise that we've been through too much? You think you're twenty one? Yeah. I'm thirty nine. I'm already like working with and for my daughter to prepare her for this as well. And I know men have their own hardships and, yeah. um, and that the male crisis, the boy crisis is a very, very real thing. And that is the culprit for why we have to put up with this. What else would you want to share? I think something,
1: something I like, struggle with a lot is like, lad, in inverted commas, lad culture. Okay, yeah. Which I think is really prevalent in my age group. Mm-hmm. And I think still, yeah,
0: which is, yeah, you wouldn't. Cause I see so many guys in your rage group, like, I mean, I could name a few and obviously won't, That I'm like, oh, it's so wonderful. Like you're so yeah. the antithesis of that and they seem, but I don't know what it's like for them being.
1: Yeah. I
0: think, I think they,
1: there's a lot of like groups where there'll be one person who stirs a toxic masculinity narrative Mm -hmm. and they and they put them with doing so like umbrella all the boys that they're with as toxic and you don't want to even go near them Mm -hmm. and like men i know who are such like great examples and are are amazing and they are like the change of Mm -hmm. the whole stereotype sometimes i think just sit and oh that's just they're just that's what they're like oh what is he like you know You know, you just got to get to. That's just his humor. It's just a joke, like. And that's i
0: just met what men are. Yeah. Like. Oh, just yeah. That's just and what. Women are guilty for doing that as well. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Like massively, and like I think generationally, that's something that I've recognised. Boomer generation women are notorious for like, oh, but men are just. And I think a it's really derogatory to one yeah. opposite sex as well. Go, like, oh, men are just not good at this. Yeah. And I know we started earlier by talking about like how men tend not to be as good communicators yeah but at the but same, same time it's, it's like, like we're, we're asking, asking the question, question we're kind of going like, okay, okay men best tend best not to be, be as good communicators like how can we help them to how can we change that yeah. basically uh but equal, basically too much permission is given and too much enabling yeah is it's done. so enabling yeah I even think with like some girls
1: with their like boyfriends they'll be oh it's just what he's like I I just hate that oh that's you just have to get used to it you'll you'll understand and I was definitely someone who did that like with friends that I've had or like people that have just been in the same group as me Mm. and I can see the things that they're saying the jokes that they're making that just aren't jokes but they just say oh it's just a joke and just Just make it okay yeah and i i know that i would enable it because if i said something it would jeopardize the whole group Mm -hmm. where actually recently i've just been like well actually i don't want to be associated with you i don't want to have to listen to it i don't want to have to watch as you literally you know make those bullying yeah basically yeah
0: i was thinking on this this morning as well i was like toxic masculinity is basically a form of bullying Mm. and it occurs just like a bully Chooses victims according to uh, basically um, people who they know are not equipped or too weak to fight back. Yeah. Like that is the definition of a bully. It's basically a predator. Mm. They know that that person's not going to be able to stand against them. By extension, toxic masculinity exists or has, has um, been cultivated because no one has fought back. yeah. And women have generally like been perceived to have been too weak to fight back. Mm-hmm. And now we are fighting back, we're then getting more shit about it. Yeah, I mean, bra-, bra burners, and men haters, and what are you moaning about? And you're being dramatic. You can see me getting angry. <laughs> it, like. But if we don't fight back, then we enable it. Yeah. Or we enable it by giving, literally, literally giving permission to it mm-hmm. going, oh, oh that's, that's just that's guys, or they're just yeah. doing that. And it's harmful.
1: Yeah. But- when I was in, uh, I think I was in like year 11, we had this is really random but we had like a common room and it was obviously just all the girls and then across the road there was an all-boys school and they were we were kind of like you know there was like discos where they'd like integrate us and it was all like oh my god there's boys (laughs) (laughs) um and i remember yeah in year 11 there was a group of boys from the school and obviously we like kind of knew them and i can't remember exactly what they did but they did something really just they made a comment on like a group that we had or something i think it was about prom Mm -hmm. and they just made a comment this whole group about something to do with girls being like oh pathetic or something and I remember we all were like stood in the common room and like my friend was like stood at, th- and everyone was silent and she was like, we need to do something about this and like, obviously there was like a hundred, over a hundred of us. We weren't all friends, friends, but like, best as soon as best someone best came best for, them for them. the fact, like took the His piss out of us being women, women and pathetic, pathetic and we, we were, were like, fuck that. Yeah, yeah. And I just remember this day and we all like, I think we like wrote this massive message between us and we all like took a photo of us, like sticking our middle fingers up and stuff. And like, when we were all together, it was just great.
0: So this, it's interesting like that it took you working in force or I mean, in multiples to feel empowered and to feel secure, yeah. but yet you still weren't taken seriously yeah. or if anything, actually it perpetuated the ridicule. Yeah, they would just
1: just take the piss. Oh, man,
0: how do we change this? To just finish my quick fire, can you give an example or examples of times you wish that a guy had stood up for you? Oh God, that's a really hard question. so hard because it's personal, isn't it?
1: Yeah, um, I think, I think, in being in situations where people take the mic and as if i as if i don't know what i'm doing and ab- about and saying like oh it's because of this and it's it's only because you met this person and you're just lucky and you're in the right place at the right time mm-hmm. and just really undermining like all the work that i've put in for like a year and i wish there'd been people in that group that had been like actually She's worked really hard. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I knew that they they didn't.
0: I've been thinking, like, a lot recently, yeah, about how amazing it would feel to be celebrated mm. um, but by more, by men. Yeah. Like, one of – th- I definitely think one of my traits, uh, whether it's an ADHD thing or whether it's just a me thing or whatever, like, is – need for validation yeah I think that's actually a very deeply human thing mm-hmm. and I also think it's fueled by being a woman in this industry as well is that like yeah. actually my need for validation is deeper because it doesn't exist and because yeah. we've had to work so hard to be where we are um I think both you and I but in completely different respects actually so um off mic earlier I was showing with picker about you know how hard I feel or not I feel, but I have worked to be where I am today. And although I personally celebrate that, um, A, I feel kind of quite bitter uh, Mm. about how much harder I have had to work than any man would have had to have done. Yeah. But also that no one else is celebrating me. Mm. And I know we shouldn't need that in some respects, but if I may share an example of time that I wish that, um a man had stood up for me yeah it would feel amazing to have a man who I respect say like you're incredible yeah like what you have achieved um yeah yeah, and not 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 a woman like like, and in fact like like my friends say all the time my mom says it all the time in fact I think my female students like Mm. say it like the females around me who really matter say it to me all the time and it does mean a lot but it doesn't quite mean the same. No, as, as, I completely agree. Isn't that, and that I feel quite ashamed mm. to kind of like to say that. I have situations where
1: um, I'll be booked for gigs and the last thing I want to do is that gig because I know that there's men on, on that, in that roster that will make me feel really, really small and incapable and stuff like that. And I always say to myself like oh this is the last gig I'll take because I don't want the conflict of having to say to them because mm-hmm. I, I can't lie like I couldn't be like oh you know I'm busy I can't keep saying I'm busy mm-hmm. and I'm in this predicament where I don't know whether to be like look I can't take any more gigs from you because this is how I'm feeling when I'm on them yeah but also like I don't want to offend anyone and I don't oh, want to no. do you know what I mean I don't want to risk rest, like, like cutting I'm my ties with loads good. of people that you know mm-hmm. I do like
0: that's just it's so sad and so gutting that like yeah. our default is basically just to put up with it it's yeah. just like stalwart like and I think like on the flip side the amazing thing is it, it does build our resilience mm. although again did a podcast on this recently um and I had a re- like a eureka moment part way through where I was like resilience the most effective way of building resilience is not by like just facing shit and then getting back up and facing more shit and getting back up is through empathy mm-hmm. and support and actually like being heard and I just wish like I long to be more heard and then more actively supported by men yeah and the quote on bullying from the podcast this morning I was just like glazing at it then was bullies are looking to exert power over someone who is maybe weaker than themselves so that they can feel better about themselves this is literally what I was going to say about that being a doormat thing
1: is Mm -hmm. I think in loads of situations where I feel like that it is often Maybe men who are like a little bit insecure and have a bit of a power thing, and like to feel like bigger and yeah. and more like a leader and more powerful. So they basically use me as a bit of an easy target and tell yeah. me what to do, and then they feel like, oh yeah, I'm being a proper tough.
0: what so you feel that you allow them to do that? Yeah,
1: yeah. So that they, I think,
0: yeah, I th- I actually think that I've been booked on gigs
1: before because certain people see me as I can tell her exactly what to do and she'll do it and you know she is just like very easy and you yeah.
0: know but if you weren't how do you think they would you would then be perceived if you weren't like easy and a walkover or whatever like if you were to I don't know say what you really wanted to say on occasion how do you think that would then change the perception it, of you I think it would make them feel surprised and
1: yeah. and I think they'd instantly think she's a bitch or like yeah. she's difficult there to go. work with yeah and you know she's oh like diva. Insta- yeah diva mm-hmm. oh,
0: diva so you prefer like being a young female backing vocalist yes. you're in this like incredibly competitive field mm-hmm. where actually like there are so many women trying to do it but they're also like A minority of the industry so that makes it even harder yeah in a way yeah because you're all battling for these like minority positions and then you've everything that you've described the lengths to which you you go to accommodate and and how much harder you have to work in Mm. order to get access to the industry and be respected Mm. and get jobs and stuff What's the alternative? Just don't do it. Yeah. And then you've not got women in the industry at all. Yeah. You have to. Or shut up and put up. Yeah. But like, how does that impact you? Like mentally and emotionally?
1: Exactly what you said. Like, I just feel like I have to work so much harder. Mm. And it's. It's and
0: so exhausting.
1: I focus so much on like why. And I get so fixated on the why in so many so things. And I'm amazing. like, why should I have to work so much harder? Like, mm. I know that I'm talented. I know that I'm a nice person and I will be friendly to everybody so like why should I have to jump through massively million more hoops yeah
0: mm-hmm. to and, get and yeah. that includes like in terms of image as well oh yeah I could talk for hours about that I've said this so many times in talking to other professionals and go, oh my motto is work hard don't be a dick uh, it's really that simple but I've realized actually it really is that simple for men mm. it's not that simple for us is it no it isn't just like because if it were like it wouldn't matter what we said or yeah. what we dressed like or what we did or how we behaved or how we perceived it would just be because you do work hard and you are not a dick mm. <laughs> and but that is not the recipe to your success yeah <sighs> it's so frustrating so exhausting okay so my closing remarks are just like please just recognize how hard and how exhausting and unacceptable it is the levels to which we as women have to go to, not just in the music industry, but generally in order to be acceptable. What would your closing remarks be? To what, to the not all men gang, what would you want to say to them?
1: Have you heard that not all men, but like all women? Ah, no, I haven't actually. So that's what a lot of people were like coming back with when the not all men thing was happening. Mm. Um, It's still
0: happening though.
1: Yeah, Mm. well, yeah, exactly. But um, yeah, not all men, but, but all women experience it and have to deal with it in some kind of way. Like I not know. being sheep and just like falling into the, just like stand up for, stand up for what do you believe in. Yeah, like, yeah. like if defend people. Like I've always been told that allies are people who will defend you when you're not there. I think that about like if you think that something is wrong, then you have to say it That was a very long-winded way of saying like no
0: you said you said what I was thinking as well is actually that if you don't yeah okay it isn't doesn't maybe it doesn't apply to you mm. but in in allowing it to happen around you you're actually enabling it yeah
1: and you're you're contributing to the contributing.
0: issue it's, it's not just enabling yeah you're actually contributing to it but it takes real courage I think to to stand up and to call about call out and to talk about it yeah I would say don't be a coward yeah I like, don't what you want to be remembered for. I'm really grateful that you've spoken about it today. Um and I guess like that's just one of the ways in which we can um I don't know, try and make a change. Um but I also just want to like acknowledge the fact that I do think it's absolutely phenomenal like that it's nothing to do with age but you are at the beginning of your journey and you have worked incredibly hard like that's so obvious and it is not down to just like the talent that you emerged from the womb with or something that has been laid on your plate like I know how hard you work and I know how hard you want this and um how much you're having to navigate at the same time as doing it and I think it's phenomenal though good on you and thank you so much for being up for talking to me